I'm here with Kieran Mosquita, who is the head of blockchain at Blockbox, and he's gonna be talking about encryption and how encryption is involved with Bitcoin technology. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. You are listening to Bitcoin, blockchain, and the technologies of our future with Naomi Brockwell. How would you explain encryption to someone? Encryption is a method of, um, of sending messages where only the participants that you want to see the message can read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to everyone else, it just looks like unintelligible garbage. So it's kind of like this digital lock and key mechanism that protects data so that no one else can intercept it. Yes. So explain how encryption in Bitcoin works. So Bitcoin uses uh, something called public key cryptography, which is the standard of encryption that it uses. And in public key cryptography, rather than um, in standard cryptography, where you have one secret which makes unintelligible garbage into Mm -hmm. something readable, you have two, and they're called keys, right? Mm -hmm. Hence public key cryptography. So um, you've got one public key, which you make known to everyone in the world, and one private key. Now, the the private key can take a message, say one, two, three, Mm -hmm. and turn it into absolutely unintelligible garbage. And the only way to turn that unintelligible garbage back into something readable is by using the public key. Okay. Right? And the same is true for the other way around. You can use the public key to take a message, turn it into garbage. Mm-hmm. And then only someone that has the private key can turn it into not garbage. Okay. So the way that this is used in uh, Bitcoin is to provide a proof of identity in a system where you don't have any central databases or any central, you know, record of people's IDs and usernames or whatever. So what you can do with public and private key cryptography is you can have a private key, uh, you can take a message with your private key, sign it, right, or encrypt it, and then people know that that message is from you because when they take the public key, they're able to turn that message back into readable um, data from just garbage. Now, why is it important in the Bitcoin ecosystem to be able to verify identity? So you want to be able to have some system of identity. That way, you don't have anyone able to spend anyone's funds. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that only the person that's meant to control those funds or those coins are actually able to spend it. So right here you have a system set up where you can verify using the public key uh, what the private key is, right? Yep. Okay. Technically you can use something like this to check if uh, Craig Wright really is Satoshi. (laughs) 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 All right, so do you want to give us a demo? Right, so um, we've got the the, um, message here, which is one, two, three. Um, let's turn that into something that's a little bit more meaningful. NBTV is a fantastic source of information for all your crypto needs. So we have a message mm-hmm. um, which generates some signed text. It looks like absolute garbage, but we can use So this. my message that I just wrote is hidden within that signed text box yep. right now. Yes. And it's indecipherable unless someone has the code. To yeah, so they, they need the, the private key. key. Yeah. So I can take the sign text. If we go down here, there's a public key in there. Mm-hmm. Let's put the sign text in there. And if we take this message, oops, let's take this message, and put it in there. 
-hmm. We have a valid signature. Ah. So now we know that whoever um, sent this message did have access to the corresponding private key that this public key would have. Interesting. Every um, public key has one private key. It only has one private key. So um, you can use your public key as an identity, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we use these as addresses in Bitcoin. So your Bitcoin address is effectively your identity. And then you've got your corresponding private key, which there is only one. Mm -hmm. It's only known by you, you hope. You hope. <laughs> to um, sign messages and prove that a particular message came from you know, that identity. You set up this page here which verifies a signed message, yeah. right? So what's actually going on there? What, what is the relationship between the private key and the message? What's, what's happening there? So the uh, signed text is basically generated by taking the message, um, you apply some hash to it, so SHA-256 probably, and then you, um, in most, um, most public key cryptography systems, you'll multiply it or you raise it to the power of the private key. Okay, and this is like a one-way function, right? It's yeah. very hard for someone uh, with the signed text to then backtrack and figure out what the private key is. How does that work? So um, you've got a number of, so every single uh, crypto system is based on a problem like um, squaring or um, factoring primes, mm -hmm. right? Um, which basically they're very difficult to reverse engineer unless you try every single computer or every single uh, combination possible. And if you use a large enough number, the number of com uh, combinations that you'd have to try is so enormous that there's no computer out there that'll be able to do it. So essentially you end up with this signed text. It's very difficult to reverse engineer that text to either figure out what the message is or what the private key is. Yep. And so this is a secure way for people to send information with each other. Yes. So what we would do is um, I would have a private key and a public key. You would have a private key and a public key. Mm -hmm. We'd give each other our, uh, our public keys. And then whenever we wanted to send a message to the other person, we take up the other person's public key, encrypt the message with that, send it to them, and then the other person can decrypt it with their private key. Interesting. So I wouldn't have to have access to their private key in order to encrypt the message. I just have access to their public key, but only the private key can decrypt it. Correct. That's uh, very handy when you don't want to give away information and just put it out there. How is encryption involved uh, with Bitcoin? So you want to make sure that um, messages came from the owner of the address and only the owner of the address. When you say messages, because I feel like I'm not really getting messages per se, I'm getting coins or whatnot. So uh, a message in this case would be a transaction. Mm -hmm. right? um, so whenever you want to put a transaction into a block, you need to make sure that the transaction is valid. One of the uh, requirements for a valid transaction is that the person sending the transaction is the owner of the address. That's one of the things that secures the network. It makes sure that everyone who owns an asset is the one sending that asset. Correct. So this is not something that's just involved in Bitcoin. This is something that is used in texting apps. There are a lot of encrypted messaging apps these days. These are ways for people to communicate privately that is actually an integral part of Bitcoin as well. So what are some messaging apps that you would recommend if people want to send private messages? So there's a standard um, in email 
PGP, pretty good privacy. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of implementations. I think the most popular. I love popular that name, pretty good privacy. It's such like an, uh, you know, it's, it's so typical of the tech world to undersell what they've delivered. Yeah, it's pretty good privacy. Yeah. So the most popular, um, you know, application to use pretty good privacy is uh, OpenPGP. And uh, there's a couple of um, phone apps as well. Um, there's Keybase, which will let you do uh, messaging without the email based on the same standard. And um, there's also Signal as well, which uses a slight variation, but it's still um, public-private key-based cryptography. So that's for sending private messages. And if you want to send currency, uh, then Bitcoin is a great example of a currency that, that uses encryption. Yep, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, go down the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. This is a very dense topic, and I really appreciate you taking the time to explain it. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.